0: Welcome to the Nopal Queens podcast. This is your chingona, La Sirena, a licensed clinician and higher education professional.
1: Hola, and I'm La Estrella, and I'm a first-gen financial inclusion and brand marketing leader and badass queen.
0: And here at Nopal Queens, we serve up real conversations about mental health and wellness from the Latinx perspective. Come
1: on in, familia. Están en su casa. One, two,
0: three. Hey, Welcome back, gente. Thanks for tuning in again today. This is your co-host, La Sirena. And this is La Estrella. Hola. Hola, gente. And we're here today to talk about coming out of COVID. And of course, it wouldn't be Nopal Queens if we didn't put a spin on how this has affected our mental health. Um, so today, our episode is all about our mental health, our wellness, and coming out of COVID, whatever that means. <laughs>
1: If we're really coming out of it, I mean, I guess we're still in it, right? But we're slowly getting back to some type of normalcy and and there's just been like so many feelings about it.
0: Exactly. So let's get into it today because that's what we're here to do is just have some real conversations about what's really happening for us as Latinos. So I guess today what we also wanted to start with is a mental health check for your co-hosts. We always talk about everyone's mental health and um and the experiences of others but we haven't really got to share about our own mental health and how we've been doing these days so yeah let's get into that so how have you been how have you been last day uh
1: sirena where do i even begin (laughs) (laughs) i mean if i'm if if i'm being honest if i'm keeping it real it's been rough i Mm -hmm. i have been struggling i'm not gonna lie um there's been a lot of changes for me since the pandemic started. I lost a job that I had for almost 9 years. I was I was uh, let go, or laid off. And I was unemployed for 6 months. It was super stressful. Mentally it was I don't know. It was it was it was a rough time because I went from being employed and working because I've been working since I was like 14 years old to not working at all, you know, and, and I was already a mom. So it was good from that perspective because I didn't have to worry about work and, and keeping up with everything that um, your job, the stressors and all of that stuff. But I found myself having like a grieving process, I guess it would be like mm-hmm. grieving the loss of a job that I had for so long um grieving just like myself like trying to be come back to who I am after having kids after having my my second baby what that looks like you know and like having emotional highs emotional lows and going through the pandemic not seeing a lot of friends and family like I'm used to I'm a very very much a, um you know outgoing, I would say extrovert, um you're a social butterfly, yes, I'm a social butterfly, so even though I, I do enjoy spending time alone, I get energized by being around other people, you know, especially the people the people that I love the most in my life, my friends and family, and um, people that I feel like bring out the best in me. so n- not having all of that and going through such a big change as 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 um, uh, you know a job change, it was. It impacted my mental health in, in um, a really negative way. Well, I don't know if I want to use the word negative. It was just difficult, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it, yeah, it was rough. Yeah, so I had to kind of figure out where I was going to go. Um, after I had a little bit of a, you know, grieving process, I decided, okay now let me take a deep breath and try to get a clear mind and figure out what do I want to do next. Right. So then I decided mm-hmm. I'm just going to enjoy my time as much as I can. I'm going to cash in my severance and get my unemployment, honey, because mm-hmm. I got to get paid, you know, but I was like, if I didn't That's have to right. work right away, then then let me take it, you know, as as long as I can. Um, and then I found another job and, and I got back out there. But getting to getting started with a new job again, the the stress of learning a new role, um, Mm -hmm. new responsibilities, and having, you know, everything happening with the kids and the daycare and figuring that out. And, you know, my husband works from home, too. So just all of that has been so stressful. And I have just been having a hard time figuring out how to really manage my time. I think that's, that's what's been difficult and not making time for my mental health check ins, like checking in on myself, doing my daily gratitude routine, things that help me feel centered and grounded, I haven't really had time for. And it's been really rough. Um, I mean, I've gotten really good at compartmentalizing, because as a kid, that's what I did to survive. But mm-hmm. I, I like, that's just not sustainable for me anymore. And and I know, Sira, we've talked about this in other episodes where that's not, I've evolved past that, right? I'm not in survival mode anymore. I, I, I don't have to be in survival mode anymore because I've established yeah. this really beautiful life. I've created this really beautiful life and, and home for myself, my kids and, and our family. So I have to tell myself, like, talk to my inner child and be like, you're okay. You're safe. Like, let's mm-hmm. take a breath. Let's, let's try to get back to who we are and, um, pay attention to myself when I'm not feeling great and trying to communicate it to my husband and and to you know my circle of of, of support and friends who help me get back to that. Mm-hmm. So little by little, I feel like it's starting to get a little bit better as as time has passed this year. oh my gosh, we're already it feels like we're already at su- in summertime like I don't April, even know where that? the year went. <laughs> you even know. But, April. Right, like how did we get almost halfway through the year already you guys i I don't know, but you do not know yeah i the time is just flying, but i'm I've just tried to become more more aware of my needs, where I'm at, and what I need to feel balanced and grounded, and just finding time to do that again as I figure mm-hmm. out how to manage my time as I figure out you know, um, as we start kind of going back to the office, offices are opening up again and people are starting to come in a little bit more um, and kind of just figuring out what that all looks like and with my kids and their schedule. And, you know, it's just so much, it's so many moving parts that it can be really overwhelming. So I had been really overwhelmed lately and stressed out and you know, just depressed overall, just feeling like, Whoa, what's going on? So much of it, I feel like is out, outside of what I can control, right? I can only control myself and how I react. But it feels like we're in a time that it's just so much uncertainty and kind of craziness going on that it's, it does get a little scary and overwhelming too, aside from the day-to-day stressors that, you know, I'm already dealing yeah. with and stuff. So it's... It's been, I don't know what it's been. It's been a roller coaster, you know, these last oh few gosh. years.
0: Yeah, that it's, sounds like it. But your ba- I must say your bounce back game is good. <laughs> Look
1: at you. I mean, I'm trying, you know, but see you. <laughs> it is rough. I, I want to recognize yeah, where where I am right now and that I have been struggling and that it's okay. You know, I've been you know, wanting to, uh, my knee jerk reaction is wanting to go back to my, my usual pattern of negative self-talk. And uh, this is why things are the way they are. And this is why I'm not at an an X place or Y place or whatever, you know, and I'm like, wait, 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 no, let, let me not go back to that. This is how I start to break these patterns, you know, and tell myself like, it's not Anything that's going to last forever, things have a way of passing, you know, it's emotions are like waves, right? Like they come and they go and it's just allowing myself to feel myself through those emotions as they come and then just watch them fade away, just like, Mm. just like waves, you know, because I'm not always going to be happy every single day and I'm not always going to be sad every single day. And I think it's okay to recognize that, Hey, and this is where I'm at and it's okay. And Mm -hmm. I saw something the other day on Instagram that it was like, just because you may not be happy in that moment, doesn't mean that you can't find joy in something like joy and happiness. Aren't mutually exclusive. It's not exactly the same thing. And even though you're sad today and it's, and it's okay. Um, I can still find joy in my day, you know, yeah. as I, as I go through you're my not, crazy day.
0: Yeah, you're not one-storied. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know it's been hard for me this year uh, because, well, one, I'm going to start with, like, the easy stuff. I used to love my sleep. Like, I could go to sleep at 9 or 10 and wake up at 6 and be fine and not think anything of it. I just – I always had the privilege, I'm going to say privilege, of just not thinking about my sleep. Like, that's just the one thing I didn't need to worry about. And sometime over COVID, my sleep got super disturbed. And I'm mad. I'm pissed. (laughs) That's the thing that I used to just, like, that was the last thing on my mind that I needed to worry about. And now that's my first stressor is, what the hell happened to my sleep? I get up at 2 and then can't go to sleep and then I'll try to sleep and then it's 4:30 and then I'm like crap got to get up in an hour anyways um it it's just been really hard and I can't pinpoint what it is or I'll go to sleep at 9 and then I'll wake up at like 12 or 10:30 or 11 something stupid oh my like God. wide awake and yeah. I'm like no this <laughs> is really early I'll even take 3 before 11 I mean, it's just, it's just been fucked up, just to be honest. Like, and and I know like COVID, which we'll get into today about how it's affected us. It's just, I'm guessing that it's something with COVID. It's it's that constant stress and Mm -hmm. I'm a social worker. So I was, you know, at the height of the pandemic, we were responding to people with job loss, with, people losing family members to covid and i ran a a pretty big operation of covid grants emergency grants um at my work for students um so i was reading hundreds and hundreds of applications of people's trauma and what's been going on for them and you know when people ask for an emergency grant they tell you a lot of people want to tell you like a little bit more about them right they're all about context so like Not just this, but let me tell you in general how my life has already been traumatic so that you really understand why I'm asking for this fund and why this is important to me. And we're so happy to help. That's what we do. But nonetheless, you are reading hundreds of people's stories. So not only was I going through my own COVID experience, but carrying all these people's experiences, too, and hearing about the worst of the worst things. And so I think over time, I think that affected me. And yeah. I just was feeling this underlying stress of knowing what people were going through out there, knowing that, like, how are we going to get these people help? Our emergency funds can do something, some wonderful things. Like, for yeah. a lot of people, it was, like, the game changer. But for a lot of others, like, they had ongoing needs. If they got sick from COVID, they're still dealing with that. I know long yeah. COVID is a thing. People have... You know, even staff have said, like, after I got COVID, I still have brain fog. Um, So I think being a social worker and then having a pandemic happen and then I'm leading a team and this project and I'm just I just got overexposed in a really fast manner and in a really high volume to to trauma. So I'm guessing because I don't know, but maybe that affected um, some of my sleep. And knowing what I do know about mental health, sleep, trauma, all of that, I'm trying to put, you know, I'm kind of putting these pieces together for myself. But yeah, I mean,
1: it's all connected.
0: It is all connected. And my day to day job is to sit with people and hear their stories and help them through. So if I'm not getting good sleep, right, and I'm feeling kind of exhausted. And then once I started to have sleep issues, um, I used to really like to do some kind of movement in the morning or exercise or something like every morning that just keeps me going even it's like 20 30 minutes sometimes I just call them like little workout snacks (laughs) but that went to the wayside because I was so tired in the morning but then when I get off work I'm tired so it's like when do I do my little workout I always just call like my little ejercicios (laughs) just like 20 minutes of some like I don't know physical activity or weightlifting or something I would do you little, like just stretching, and... right? Yeah. Stretch. Oh, I loved... Actually, so there was a peak, peak of the point of my stress where I almost felt like a physical trauma. Like I almost... Like I couldn't even... I think it was like a depressive, like small moment of depression because I just couldn't move my body. Like I just didn't actually want to move at all. So that's what I did last day. I had to dial it all the way down to like I would just do some stretching in the morning and I would stretch and cry. And just because I felt like I needed to and I was just like, I don't know, this is what's happening right now. And that's what I need right now. And I'm a therapist and I practice what I preach, right? If I tell my clients, go ahead and let yourself cry. I let myself cry. But the fact that it was happening so much and I I couldn't like get a handle on it, I was really getting worried. I was like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) what's wrong with me? So, um. So that's what happened. Like my little ejercicios kind of went to the side. Even stretching was hard. Like sometimes that's all I could do if I could do that. Um, And yeah, I just felt this general sense of depression or anxiety. Something like something was wrong. Um, And then I even felt at one point something bad could happen to us like imminently. So I knew at that moment like there was a point in the pandemic where I realized I had vicarious trauma. And then I had to remind myself, okay, everything you're hearing in, from people and these stories, like you have to also remember to trust humanity and trust people and people want to better their lives and people want to get stability. So they're going to do that. You have to trust that what you can do for them is give them this emergency money they're asking you for. Mm-hmm. Do your job. And they get them that money. And then you have to just trust that they're going to do what they can do. Like we all are doing, right? Yeah. And so it it was a big practice for me too. And just trusting my clients and trusting people and just trusting. And I think when you're going through like an acute time of trauma, trusting is hard and and being able to just trust the future and trust the process. You want to control everything actually more when you're going through trauma.
1: Yeah. Because you feel like, if I can control something, if I can control it, then it's not controlling me or taking taking over my life and how I'm feeling. So it's that, like, sense of control and not having that. I mean, it's – a lot of times I feel like it's it could be a false sense of control, right? Because most things we can't control other than, you know, our, our own selves and our own minds and reactions and, and whatnot. But it was a hard time. Like, honestly, like – I don't know how you do what you do, Sirena. I give you props because I know that social work can be a lot because you can take on, like you said, that trauma and probably feeling like you wish you could just help everybody and give everybody Mm -hmm. exactly what they need to be in a good place in their life for them to do the things that they would want to do, you know, because a lot of times we don't have the privilege. Many people don't have the privilege to, to pursue their own dreams. Maybe they're just trying to put food on the table for their families and a mm-hmm. roof over their head, you know? So it's it's hard. It's been such a hard hard time for everybody. And yeah. I can't even imagine people in, in the social work industry and, and dealing with those families and what they experienced during this pandemic. Because I, I know I would think about sometimes like the kids that, had to be home, right, because there was no school. And I was one of those kids that I had the free lunch, and, Mm -hmm. you know, got fed twice at school. And, you know, a lot of families really rely on that. So having kids home full time, making meals and having to, you know, um, buy more groceries, spend more money on groceries and food. And, you know, there's families that don't have the luxury and the privilege of being able to do that. So really heavily Mm -hmm. rely on the school programs and you know, the safety of children at home or people just being at home more. I know a lot of like domestic uh, violence that really went up during the pandemic and uh, just so heartbreaking, I think, all around, just knowing that people are just struggling on top of Mm -hmm. having to deal with everything that the pandemic brought, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's something we're all in and we're all trying to figure it out and you know, that's why I think you and I shared today our story, because I think it's okay to say that a lot of us are not okay, or we were affected in some way by the pandemic. It's a real thing. Yeah. And where we mostly it's so convenient just to pretend like it's okay, or just like, Oh, I'm fine. You know, that's like the easy answer. But if you know, with your real folks who, you know, not everyone, but there's going to be your circle where you can sit down hopefully and just say like, I am not okay right now. Like I'm a hot mess. I don't know why my sleep is off. I don't know why my everything is off. Like Mm -hmm. everything is off for me. And it felt almost like spiraling, but not in a behavioral way, just emotionally. Like, okay. So I had to start grounding myself. Like I got a journal and I journal when I feel like I'm everywhere. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, let me, Write in my journal. Gather
1: your yourself and your thoughts.
0: Yeah, just gather my thoughts, Uh, and then I'm supposed to do this wedding planning. Getting married in October, so that if I have like set things to do, like that's helped me a little bit. Makes me feel a little bit like organized um, because that at least is going okay. But it just like. But it's, I can't find joy in it. Like I'm excited. Like I, I love my fiance and I'm excited, but I also just felt like I couldn't reach that joy that I was feeling mm-hmm. when we first got engaged because we got engaged February, 2020. So March is when the pandemic happened. Yeah. I just felt like all of the creative sales just flattened out for me. Yeah, I lost my creativity. Yeah, I rem- yeah it definitely felt like something's up. and And so I'm still in that process of like, journaling grounding myself I'm still trying to freaking figure out how to get some sleep (laughs) Um, there's that and and just like trying to get back into my routine with my little ejercicios my little workout snacks like it and it's hard it's hard to do it so I'm still a work in progress Um, but I think it's worth talking about and normalizing and I don't want this to be a time of my life where I struggled and I just hit it right. Or I wasn't honest yeah. about it or now I'm not telling everyone my business, of course. Well, now I am. I'm on a podcast, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not like day to day saying things, but it's something I'm very well aware of and I can't deny it. Like, yes. so there's certain people in my close circle who know what I'm going through are wonderful at supporting me. And that's how I know when I, what I said earlier was that, Feelings come and go, but our character always stays the same. We yeah. are not our circumstances. Our character is who we are. So my character comes out in that I stayed curious, you know. Yeah. Or if I start to have negative self talk, I'm like, no, let me journal this out and then read back my thoughts later. Or you know, it's like I hear myself in there. My character is there trying to help me get through this. But my emotions are, you know, they vary by what I'm doing. Or uh, but I also try to get away a lot like out of town, like taking little weekend trips. Yes. And I think just doing that, it brings me a lot of joy. Seeing my family, um, close to my brother. I love him dearly. So when he can visit, that always makes me really happy. You know, and just, and wedding planning makes me happy. And seeing my friends. So just like you, La Estrella, just, I, I'm an extrovert. So seeing people, which yeah. uh-huh. that's another thing. COVID really shut all that down. So I had to learn to be a homebody and that was the hardest thing I could ever do. Yes. Like, I don't, that's so I was hard. like, Oh my God, it was so it was hard not so to go hard out for me.
1: Yes.
0: I lost myself in that. Cause that's what I do. Like I'm very social. I connect with people and enjoy, I truly enjoy people's company. You know, and people are amazing. I love people. Otherwise I don't think I'd be someone who likes to heal yes. and be a healer and, and help people. But you know, it was hard. That was hard too. So on top of all this, I don't get to do my normal routine and get out there like I normally would. So, um, yeah, so it's interesting, but that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today is how is everyone doing out there? I think we're all struggling with COVID and then something that's been I think at the forefront of my mind is, and what's inspiring this podcast episode today is coming back. Now that we're out of COVID, I'm going to do air quotes out of COVID. <laughs> Not sure that we're ever out of COVID now, but what has it been like for people to return? Right. So now we're, we are kind of coming out ma- mask mandates are dropping. Yeah. Um, I heard today though, that Pennsylvania where somewhere pit, um, that state, where was it? Philadelphia, I think reinstated their mask mandate today, but like, how are people doing now that we're coming back? Because cases are low enough now that we're starting to get back into things. Things are opening up work. People are probably going back to work now.
1: Yeah. offices. So what's that been like? Yeah. It's, it's such a crazy time. I think like I feel like for me, my like my emotions can vary. One day it can be like, yeah, like uh, I'm over, you know, I'm over this fucking pandemic. I'm over the mask. <laughs> like, I'm not going to wear them anymore. Good. But then all of a sudden I'll go somewhere like to the grocery store. And for the most part, people aren't really wearing masks anymore. Um, I really only notice employees, uh, mostly employees, I would say not, and not even all because I don't think they're, mandating all employees to be wearing masks Mm -hmm. I guess just depending on where you go but then all of a sudden I'll get like a rush of anxiety like wait wait I need to go get my mask you know like it also feels a little strange we've been doing this for so long it feels like now it feels like we've been Mm -hmm. in a pandemic for five years (laughs) um you know and it's just like it's just different and it's weird like for me I know that um, the offices for my job, they've they've been open. People have been going in here and there, but they officially like kicked off like, OK, we're going to start coming back more regularly into the office. Not a full time thing. Not it's not even being mandated. But like people who live in uh, locally, uh, my office is in San Francisco, um, can start coming in a couple days a week and they cater lunch mm-hmm. on two days out of the week just to motivate people a little bit more. And what makes me feel a little bit more at ease is that like we're um, we, you have to be fully vaccinated in order to come in. Mm-hmm. And then if you are coming in, you, we still have to be testing on a weekly basis, um, that week that you're going to be going in. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, guardrails there around that. And so it makes it yeah. feel like a little less, um, a little less anxiety around it. Cause you know, like that everyone who's there at the office is vaccinated, you know, that they've been, that they tested negative at the beginning of the week. And so little things like that, you know, but, there's still like a lot of uncertainty. Like you mentioned, um, you know, Philadelphia bringing their mask Mm -hmm. mandate back that could happen here too. You know, like Mm -hmm. we can get really comfortable. And then all of a sudden, if there's a spike in cases, I'm sure that that's going to change pretty quickly. So it's just, um, it's an interesting time. I think just allowing yourself to have whatever emotions are going to come around it, because I think they can change pretty quickly. Like from one day to the next you can feel really great about it and like yes we can can go out again and do stuff and like me i hated wearing a mask because i always wear really cute lipsticks and now i'm like i hadn't really been able to like show off my lipstick and exactly. so that's one thing that because that's my that's where i get joy from you know like getting dolled yeah. up and wearing a cute lipstick or bright one so you know, but then sometimes it's like, oh, like we I have little kids and, and kids under five, you know, there's no vaccine yet. And so, you know, the little babies aren't vaccinated. So, you know, there's parents that still have um, a lot of concerns around that or new moms or people who live with family that may be immunocompromised, mm. um, or, you know, part of the that risk, um, high risk population. So. Not everybody has, you know, that privilege to be like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that the mask mandate is gone and we don't have to wear it if we don't want to. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's just a lot of emotions around it. And I think it just can can change very quickly. And yeah. I think it's OK, you know, to feel really great about it and confident one day and the next be like, no, 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 never mind. I'm just going to yeah. wear my mask Depending or stay home. hmm. Because it, we're, we're trying to transition back, right? We're Now we're trying to kind of transition back to where yeah. we were. Um, but I don't know that we'll, I don't know if we'll ever get, we'll probably get back to normal in that sense, I think of like being out and about without masks. But I don't know, it's it's always going to be there. Like you said, I don't know that it's really going to end. Or I think they call it an It's a endemic, new normal. Right? After a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I may be wrong, I'm not a science friend person people
0: <laughs> i'm not a science
1: person i think it's called an endemic now we're in an endemic, yeah, endemic. or right like it's yeah. just like the flu yeah like it's yeah. just always gonna be something that's there but now yeah now there's you know more science no
0: right. knowledge around it and it does require more. us to do a lot of adjusting like, that's what I noticed about everything. Like, I'm pretty good with change. That is a pride a point of pride that I have. It's, like, very adaptable. I can change. Like, totally. That's nothing. And even I'm having trouble with all the adjustments. Mm-hmm. And I'm fully, like, I love change. Like, I live for that's, You know, like, never a dull moment in my life. Like, change is fine yeah. for me. I thrive on change. And for me to have issues with change that's I, like that for me was my litmus test like oh there's so much change too much adjustment well even just with like protocols and places and you know yeah. like just how things are so limited like okay like I said first world problem again but it really did affect me but like I wear contacts glasses like I have to have my prescription change like or updated every January like on it's like clockwork yeah. because once you get that renewed you can purchase your glasses purchase your contacts for the year or whatever and that's how the only way i can see i'm super blind y'all like if there was an apocalypse like i'm going to be holed up at my optometrist office okay um so i didn't even get mine till last week because covid just makes every everything limited and everything gets pushed back and i was just getting really nervous that it was already april i still hadn't had my new prescription like I'm running out of contacts y'all about the last two and I'm like pretty soon I'm not gonna have any way to see like because of how far you know things are pushed back and how limited things are and um so and that's like I said issues.
1: That's
0: a totally first world problem yeah yes. and I could think about people who are in the hospital who like can't have visitors there right and all of that and how people have put off cancer screenings I've heard about like an uptick in like more advanced cancer diagnoses because people missed that time Um, people who couldn't visit the dentist office like there's all these things that change like COVID changed office protocols Um, everything is like just a lot harder to access and all of that so I know like it was hard for me and I realized anyone out there who doesn't like change and adjusting and that radical acceptance right where you just kind of go with it and you don't you just keep going like that must be really hard for people um and then around the workplace because now we're all going back to work and now you have these telecommute policies and some places you're not allowed to telecommute anymore you just go back full-time and in some places you are able to do more of a hybrid. But how hard is that to go from working from home to all of a sudden going back to the office eight to five, doing the traffic thing, right? Getting ready in the morning. And for the last two years, you didn't really have to do that. And, like, that's hard. I think that's been really hard for people to adjust to To that part. Um, my work went back partially. Like, you can still telecommute. So they at least launched a telecommute program. Yeah. Um, to give people some adjustment time, but yeah, I think people are having a hard time adjusting going back to work for so many reasons. So
1: many reasons. But no, you're right. I mean, I don't really feel like it's reasonable for companies to say, "Okay, you got to come back full time already." Like there has to be there has to be a compromise. I think given everything that's happened, like being able to to tele telecommute, you know, and and uh, have a, like a more of a hybrid schedule. Um, and I think a lot of the time, a lot of places like you don't even really need to, like, is there a need? Because now you're now you're talking about having that commute all over again, right? Mm. Um, gas prices, with gas prices going oh so gosh. high, like who wants to be commuting at all to the office, you know? And then having yeah. to pay for parking, like is the company paying for that? Like I know with my husband, he works for the state and um, right now they've only been going, I think like once or twice a month. But they're wanting them to go back a little bit more often, I think like once or twice a week. And a lot of them are standing up to say, hey, like we don't need to be in the office. Like there's literally no need. Everything that we can do, we can do from home. And now they're not providing a stipend for um, parking the way that they used to. There's a parking structure that that everyone used to park at right across from their building. That's not even open anymore. And they don't know if it's going to open Um, It's in downtown Sacramento, so parking sucks, you know, and you have to pay a lot of money. And so a lot of people are like, why? Like, why do we need to go back? Now Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like financial um, uh, reasons why people don't want to go back because now you do save money by not having to drive to work and by not uh, having to pay for lunch every single day Mm -hmm. or buy lunch, pay for parking, all that stuff, you know? So I, I feel like there's a lot of room for that there for that flexibility from companies that have found that, Hey, we can get things done. There's people that can be even more productive because we can either start our day as soon as we roll out of bed or, you know, now we're taking time to get ready and showered and out the door and into the car and Mm -hmm. drive to the office. So that's time. That's, that's time is money, right? Like we could start working earlier And be more productive or take that time to, um, take all that time away from actually getting work done to actually get to work, you know? So a lot of those considerations, and I think I was mentioning it to you earlier, Sirena, that I had also seen some, seen some articles on LinkedIn that were speaking to some of the reasons why, um, people of color don't necessarily want to return back to the office as well, or at least not full time, because there's a lot of, um, Microaggressions and and things that people of color deal with um, in an mm-hmm. office setting, you know, and in a work setting that we're not excited to get back to, you know, exactly. Um, and even more more specifically, um, uh, our black folks, you know, Afro Latinos and on, on all of our um, black brothers and sisters who are experiencing that on a higher level, right, and. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important for employers to take all of that stuff into consideration because for people who didn't really feel maybe necessarily safe in that environment because of how they were treated or spoken to Mm -hmm. by their colleagues, you know, it's just like so many things to take into consideration because even our work, not even our work culture and our, um, you know, how we get along with, with our coworkers and our colleagues, like that has a huge impact on mental health. Mm -hmm. And if you don't feel great and if you're not in a good space, you're not going to be productive and you're not going to, you know, really be able to get your job done. so Mm -hmm. then you have someone who's not being productive at work, but now they're getting paid to try to get through the emotional roller coaster that they they may experience going back to the office, not just because of the pandemic, but everything else that people of color experience on a day-to-day basis. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did hear that like the pandemic, working from home actually um uh, really supported women of color and mothers more than anything cuz it did allow them to be home and um just have like child care addressed and all of that. So I know mm-hmm. going back to work disproportionately affects negatively affects women and women of color and or parents and yeah, yeah. parenting women I'm um, finding so,
1: daycare right or, yeah. or trying to find daycare yeah. again like there's a shortage of everything right now you know exactly. so
0: yeah the shortage yeah. right and yes oh my gosh and then there's other world issues yeah like the supply chain issue and all these other things you would never even believe something about the supply chain issue was I'm trying to order something for work and the it has a magnet like we're ordering a bulk order of some like swag thing and we couldn't order swag in a magnet form because the material to make a magnet had a shortage. So Mm -hmm. it was weird. Like, so we couldn't order like this thing we needed in a magnet form. I don't know. So weird. But yeah, it's um, supply chain issues, racism. Everything. Nobody wants to go back to work with Karen in accounting. Like you yeah. finally had a little bit of a reprieve, right? I don't yeah. know. I'm just kidding. No offense to people <laughs> named Karen and accountants. But you know what I mean? Like you have coworkers who de- definitely commit micro and macro aggressions. And I think working from home gave people a barrier between their coworkers who cause harm so coming back it's like yeah who wants to come back to that and you know when you had this nice buffer um and like you were saying parents like who need to find child care but what i've also learned was that people whose parents were like in a age bracket that was what's the word high risk of course yeah like a high risk population for covid like grandparents couldn't watch their grandbabies anymore so you had to go yeah. find a place and then you got to pray that that place doesn't have a COVID outbreak you know and I've I've met people who even if they were back to work their kiddos school continued to have outbreaks I know my stepdaughter had to come home a few times from outbreaks at her school um, and we we're like well what do we do <laughs> you know in terms yeah. of child you know, she's a teenager so we're a little bit lucky on that end but if she was like seven or eight you know, then my fiance or I, somebody would have to adjust our day to stay home with her. And so there's a lot that goes back into returning after COVID. And then a lot of people feel really self-conscious. I've heard a lot of people talk about like weight gain over COVID. And oh, and going yeah. back to work and not fitting in their work clothes and you know it's just I like don't a rough fit
1: in anything style, <laughs> I don't, right. Half like, of my clothes is so two years ago and I hate it. And right. the other half, I don't fit like I don't fit into any of my jeans. Like I've had to buy mm-hmm. new a bunch of new jeans because and I just and and I also haven't had like the motivation to work out. And you're right, we spend yeah. a lot of time at home and most of us were yeah. just snacking and watching our shows and. Mm-hmm. trying to forget our current reality because drinking wild <laughs> and drinking yeah, yeah. so
0: <laughs> yeah we i'm there
1: with have everybody and I'm, I'm there with you mm-hmm. too se on not being able to get my little ejercicios in because you know they they really help yeah. with mental health and so like oh, obviously yeah. doing all the things snacking and feeling sluggish and those just perpetuate the the negative mental health feelings you know
0: yeah And then the headlines, right? So like you're at home, you can't go anywhere. It's COVID. You're reading headlines because that's what you're doing, right? You're scrolling Mm -hmm. through social media and you're passively engaging in, in, in consumption of news. Yeah, You know, it's just whatever your phone gives you. And, you know, I think if you think about the biological part of all of this, your body is producing that stress hormone cortisol, And you're just getting bursts of these. And if you're not addressing it or or balancing it out, that cortisol is, like, causing weight gain, causing sleep issues, right? Causing uh, anxiety. It affects blood pressure. Like, that, you know, we're not supposed to be, like, like, these stress hormones are not supposed to be coming out as much as they do and so consistently. So I thought about that, too, when I went through my... Well, I also I think I had actual vicarious trauma, but then you add on the possibility that I also just had a lot of stress hormones going on. Right. Yeah. And that would probably affect my sleep and things like that. And it's, and they affect sleep, appetite, everything. So when you're stressing, you're also releasing hormones like everything that we do is by is driven by hormones in different ones. There's different kinds, and so we're also probably our bodies are just all out of whack and just out of sync because we're in this yes. new normal that we never operated like this before. Um, yeah. So it's I think it's normal if people feel like they have lost sleep, if their eating is different, if their exercise is different, if their motivation is different, um, and also a lot of like expectations that we put on ourselves. Because we're working from home, so now everything should be done, right? Because I'm working from home. But actually, I think I worked the hardest I've ever worked in my life working from home. Because your computer's, like, right there all the time. Yeah. And oftentimes, I worked way later than I normally do. I started work early. Like, it just never stops. Like, lunch, go through lunches. So I, I ironically worked more, and I've heard that from a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Same. Mm -hmm. And I even had to check myself. I think like, okay, I think it was part of why I was like feeling a lot of uh, a lot more overwhelmed is because I was doing a lot of stuff for work and just constantly forgetting to even drink water, you know, go to the restroom, go downstairs Mm -hmm. to grab some food. And I'm like, okay, I have to be better about giving myself space between meetings and, and getting doing actual work to like at least get away from the computer for a little bit, you know, because it does add to that stress. Cause I mean, it is there. And for those of us that, you know, love getting work done and we like checking things off of our to-do list, you know, so you're there, you're going to be working. Like I've, I've worked late, um, several times now. So I'm like, okay, like chillax for a little bit. It doesn't yeah. be work, 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 especially when you start to notice that it, it's affecting your mental health and that you do need to have some of those breaks or just like walk out of the house for a little bit get a little sun let that fresh air hit you you know and Mm -hmm. that helps a lot I think so you know all these different habits that a lot of us probably got into during the pandemic that now we're like okay this isn't Mm -hmm. working anymore because we're not in that pandemic anymore and we, we don't have to be locked up in our houses. So remembering to do certain things to, to keep yourself balanced and grounded. Um, you know, Sirena, you brought up a good point earlier when you were, you know, you've been going through everything you've been experiencing. I think having that, and I think we've touched on this before, but just having that support system to really help you and allow you to speak about what's going on so that your support system can help you get out of that. dark dark space, you know, and, and figure out what you can do. Um, I know with my friends, like sometimes we'll like brainstorm or they'll just throw, Oh, try this or maybe try that, you know, maybe this will help you. Um, and, and just to see what can help start journal, you know, if you like to write Mm -hmm. journal, Like journaling, that's actually I'm gonna take that Mm, tip for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's been (laughs) journal my
1: no, but like to journal the negative self talk. I think that's that. I really liked that you do that because then you can look back and be like, oh, this is this is how I was feeling, and like see it from a, you know, a calm space versus when you're in the Mm -hmm. the thick of it, in the heat of the moment, you know. So just finding things, you know, to our listeners like. It's been rough. It's been rough out there, people. But what works for you? Yes, we're in in it with you. It's been rough for everybody, for everyone's different reasons, you know, whatever circumstances we're all in. But what do you do to help you get back to feeling more centered, you know, more like Mm -hmm. yourself and, and maybe slowly starting to change habits back to what they were versus what they have been during the pandemic, you know, and like taking it baby steps. I think for me thinking it that way makes it feel like it's doable versus, Oh, I haven't exercised in over two years. So I got to start doing that. I got to start drinking more water. I have to remember to get outside and get some sun. I have to, you know, like it's like, okay, we, we don't have to boil the ocean, but we can start doing little things, tweaking little things that, start to bring us back to ourselves and being in not being in that like cortisol stress state constantly
0: you know yeah totally I love that I think what you said so like community you know because as we close out our conversation today we want to just recap what we you can do if you are feeling the effects of COVID and and really struggling with the transition back out of COVID back to I don't even know what it's called, air quote, normal life, (laughs) but just post COVID, right? Yeah. Um, But journaling, having a support system around you, making sure to get out of the space that you're actually in. Like I said, I worked from home and lived at home. So getting out was like my medicine oftentimes. Mm -hmm. Um, I also started a goal for myself because I kept losing that motivation. Like I said, I'm all thrown off right now in my little ejercicios. But I told my fiance, like, every weekend I just want to go walk somewhere and just, like, hike. Just walk for a long time. And then, you know, that's it. And so that's what we started to do is very doable. Like, okay, so we'll pick a little path every weekend and we'll go and just walk and, and just get out. So I love that. If you're in the Sacramento area, like Nimbus dam, they have a really great little path there. It's local. They also have stuff east of us, like an hour east of Sacramento. Um, and also, I live by like a river, so the levee near my house. I like to walk there. But anyways, yeah. I just like just pick one tiny little thing that would bring you some joy, and and see if you want to do that for me. It was something that would made me move. So movement was like yeah. my thing I needed to do. But for everyone, it's different. But journaling, movement, and I really tried to, to to take control of like what I'm putting in my body right now. So just making sure I'm eating a little cleaner, just because I. I do want my body to feel good and I want to get some sleep. Damn it. I'm still trying to find my sleep, but just like (laughs) pacing out my meals right now and just kind of really focusing on the sleep part of it. I'm very body positive and anti like, um, Like diet culture kind of thing, but I think there are different foods that could actually help stress levels and sleep and all of that stuff. So, and then I am so excited to say I started a skincare routine. Yay! I know I was like, "Girl, I'm getting older. I want (laughs) to really like intentionally take care of my face, right?" And so I and just something fun to do. So I ordered, and it's not expensive, but I just ordered like a nice moisturizing face wash, and then. Some vitamin C serum.
1: Yes.
0: And then like a really good hydrating boost, like gel. Not even a cream, girl. I'm at the yeah. gel level, okay? I'm yeah. Like really girl, pampering my ass. If your
1: knees are hurting, you should been having a <laughs> exactly. skincare routine.
0: Ah, that's a great way to put that. If your knees hurt, if any of your joints hurt. It's time for a skincare routine. Your body Honestly, can't do that's... it all on its own anymore. No no it needs help you need help okay need, like needs a needs a knee brace <laughs> yeah exactly
1: but yeah I love the skincare that's that's their skincare routine I love that's one of my most oh my God, that's like the my favorite part now. of my day too because it's like yes. the thing you can control right yeah you care yes. your skin, what you're putting in your body so even starting with those little things you know we'll slowly we're slowly going to get back to Back to ourselves. I wouldn't say to yeah. who we were, where we were, because we're just not there anymore. We're in a different our place now. Normal. Our, our new, new normal, normal, whatever that may look like. Um, but yeah, we're we're still in it. We're still figuring our way to this new normal and
0: yeah.
1: just trying to get through our days. And, and there'll be good days. There'll be bad days. Um, but it's okay. And, and we'll yeah.
0: get through it. Yeah. And you will. And that's the thing is like every single day I just wake up and I'm like, okay, I have another chance. I have another chance to figure this out, you know, and taking inventory of the things that really matter, making sure those are good. And then I'm able to adjust from there. But thank you for sharing your story. I'm glad I we were able to share our story today with our listeners. We focus so much on our guests and, you know, I hope that our listeners enjoyed, maybe enjoyed intrigued by I'm like I hope you enjoy to hear how much we're suffering just kidding <laughs> but um, no I do hope you took something away from both of our experiences today and also just giving yourself grace like last day I give you grace I know you give me grace and yes. you know that's what we're going to do is we're going to give each other grace through this thing we are in it with you we're in it together all of us are affected yeah. um, but we're also all here to talk about it and yeah, find what gives you joy, connect yes. with that, find and let us know joy. how you're doing.
1: Yeah, find a little joy in each day, one small little thing. I think then that'll start to help. Um, yeah, you know, little by little.
0: Absolutely. Um, and also, I've taken up making salsa because I'm at home more, so that's definitely been giving me some joy. Ooh, I made some hot ass yes. salsa the other day. I felt good.
1: Girl. <laughs> ask uh, so. anybody about my salsa if you need any tips let, we, let's oh, try yeah. each other's so how about we do that we will have a okay. salsa um salsa <sighs> off
0: <laughs> oh my gosh i'm down you heard it here y'all <laughs> yes the next we'll
1: we'll plan a brunch oh we do have a brunch coming up actually with a bunch of yeah, our do. um good friends so that that well, let's both bring it we'll have it that would be so fun you know see that's a little yeah. joy that's a little that joy really that is bringing really us joy. i love it
0: yeah. So do go out there and create, do things, you know, give yourself joy, get yourself a face care routine. Yes. <laughs> I'm like feeling I love my little baby face. feeling. Yes, <laughs> But we hope that you got something out of it today, gente. And um, you're definitely going to want to tune in. We've got some exciting things coming up um, for our podcast. And let us know how you're doing. Um, we are on Instagram at nopal queens. And you can find our podcast anywhere you get your favorite podcast and tell your friends about us. And we're here just to talk about mental health and elevate the Latinx experience in our stories.
1: Yes, gente. Thank you so much for listening, like always. And, um, you know, being here for us as much as we are trying to be there for you and be there for each other. So let's let's keep on going.
0: That's right. All right, gente. Have a great day. Adios. Adios. 1, two, three, four.